What's good, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Uh, today, I want to talk about staying behind to get ahead. Now, I think this is my third attempt at this subject, and it won't be my last, but it is the first for this podcast, so it is something new, and I have a new analogy or a new, or a new perspective that I'd like to share. So here's the analogy that I've been using for the last couple of times that I talked about this, going back, I think, six months now. Crazy. So I called it the inflection point, and my point was that... We're on a life graph. We have a life graph on the left when X and Y equals zero. That is your birthday, the day you're born. And all the way to the right, if you can imagine, is the day that you die. And the Y values would determine how much of yourself that you have actualized. Now, of course, none of us know our potential, but let's say we have a baseline of zero and we go to 100. 100 being like, oh my gosh, I don't know how it can get any better from here. And for the vast majority of people, what their life graph looks like is that you start off as a child. Of course, you're not really conscious for a little bit. You don't really start developing consciousness until you're about a year or two old. At that point, you're starting to gain curiosity and excitement about the future. And over time, through the school system, through bad parenting, and a whole bunch of other factors, we lose that assignment and curiosity about the future. We stop learning, we stop growing, and we plateau and eventually decline. Because to say the same is to actually go backwards. Because you've lost the opportunity to cost of becoming who you could have become, and you've wasted time that you'll never get back. So for most people, it's like a sl- slightly increasing, and then it increases a lot, and then it plateaus, and then slowly goes off a cliff. So the rapidly increasing years would be like from three to seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. You're super curious, you're wondering about the world, and you're excited to be an adult and all this stuff. And then eventually you're like, oh, snap, being an adult doesn't really even look that great. And of course, the school system is there to crush your imagination and to crush your dreams and to beat that stuff out of you and get you in line so you can be a good worker bee for the, until, until, the, uh, <laughs> until the day you die. But you're still holding on to that curiosity and that excitement about the future. And you kind of plateau a little bit there for most people. And then it kind of levels off. And then it really goes back up again once you're a teenager and you're getting closer to your years, your final years. And then it goes up a little bit more once people get in college and they're finally around a whole bunch of people that they, that they like and enjoy and learning cool stuff, hopefully. Joining organizations and groups with people who are just like them, who have the same dreams and blah, blah, blah. And then people leave college or whatever their last educational experience was. And they, you know, get on the ground like everybody else on the hamster wheel of, you know, the nine to five life and Working so you can pay your bills, so you can have a place to sleep, so you can get up and go <laughs> to a place where you pay the bills and all that stuff. You know, that cycle. Now, I'm not an advocate for breaking that cycle. You need to produce in order to consume, and we need a baseline level of security, being a home, a car, and all that stuff, and food. So, I just want to make that point real quick, just so I don't get lumped in with the people who believe that the government should be providing everything for me and I shouldn't have to work a job and all that stuff. I'm not about that life. But either way, college, university, wherever that last educational experience is, they get into the workforce and they slowly chip away and they that's where they plateau. That's where most people will reminisce when, when they're 50 years old. They'll be like, oh my God, when I was 20 years old and 22 years old and when I was in grad school, oh man, that was such a good time and blah, blah, blah. That is the peak of their life. And from there on out, it's a slow whittling down to nothing. And my point was in those uh, talks and those podcasts was that the people who are successful, they go about it in a different way 
Now, of course, these people go through public school and college and all that stuff, like the rest of us. But what happens is that they still keep that curiosity and they keep that excitement about the future and about their potential and all that stuff. And they keep growing. And they do that by keep learning and setting goals and having dreams and never giving up on them. And those people are the people whose life graph looks like X squared on the graph. If you don't know what X squared looks like, it pretty much starts from zero and then it shoots up to two and then four and then eight and then 16 and then whatever after that. And these people never peak out. They are always learning. They're always growing. And no matter how much money they have, no matter how much uh, how great their relationships are, there's another level that needs to get reached and they're going to go and reach it. And these people to the average person look, they look weird. They look like aliens. They look like they have some type of, they, they look like normal people, but they don't get seen like normal people, if that makes sense. And my point about staying behind to get ahead was that the people who continually learn and grow and commit to their dreams, they have to give up on the things that are pleasurable in the moment in order to do that. So that means in the college years, while everybody else is partying and drinking and doing whatever they're doing, maybe after, depending on the person, some people have a late bloom, but instead of doing that stuff, they'll pick up a book instead, or they'll read some journal, or they'll journal, or they'll go to therapy if they need to go to therapy. And a whole bunch of stuff that looks like you're just being a boring old person, that will result in you having an exciting and fulfilling life down the road instead. And the good thing about this is that you're never too late, well, unless you're about to die, you're never too late to turn it around and, and uh, change your life we for the better. So I hope that made sense to you. That was the old version of my Stay Behind to Get Ahead podcast. I think I did two or three of those in the past. But I have a new perspective, and it's a more obvious one, and it's about the foundation of a house. And I want to talk about this in a business concept uh, context. So let's say you have two brothers. They're going into the same business together. They're doing the same business, but they're not in business together, if that makes sense. So they're both doing carpet cleaning. Carpet cleaning brothers, they don't work for the same company. They own their own separate companies. And let's say they're building their business house as a metaphor. One guy, the younger brother, he just goes straight into business. He's getting orders, cleaning houses, whatever, right? And he's making good money, and he's feeling good about himself. And he's like, bro, what are you doing? You're not making any money yet. Like, you need to stop doing all this stuff and get this money. And what the brother, the other brother is doing, the one who's going to become successful, a.k.a. the one who's staying behind, is he's like, what are the principles that I need to have success? Long-term sustained success. He's like, who's my customer? Where are they at? What message works the best with them? And what systems do I need to get this accomplished? Whereas the younger brother is like, no, man, just go out there and knock on doors and send out postcards and blah, blah, blah. And you can compare these brothers like building a house. The younger brother being naive and unschooled and unwise. He just goes straight into building the walls and putting the floor down and putting the plumbing in without building the foundation. And the other brother, the older brother, the wise, smart one, is taking the time to actually build this foundation first before he puts up the walls and the flooring and the plumbing and all that stuff. And what happens is the brother who skips the foundation gets to help us build faster, a.k.a. he makes more money in the short term. And the guy who's building the foundation takes a lot longer to get started. But the skip foundation brother struggles to keep up with repairs, market changes and new tactics and all that stuff. And the brother who builds a solid foundation and builds his health after that has reliable customers whom he loves. One of the biggest fears of mine, besides ending up a vegetable 
or losing my independence in old age is working for people who I don't like. <laughs> I do not want to spend my time working for people I do not like. So I've taken a ton of time to really drill down on who I want to work with, why I want to work with them, the values that they hold, the values that we share in common, how they communicate, how I'm allowed to communicate with them, and all that good stuff. So I don't have to be tortured with my work every single day. But So that's the biggest thing that I recommend. Who is your customer? Where are they at? What message works for them? So you don't have to accept anybody that walks in the door. That would be the biggest principle that I would study first if I were an unschooled person going at this for the first time or doing it again. But that's all I got to say, man. Uh, stay behind and get ahead. Build the foundation first. Your life graph will thank you. And that's all I got to say. I'll see you in the next one. And peace out.